the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Let's start hour number two with the Bruce Hooley Show, as we do every Thursday with our friend Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. His site is OpportunityOhio.org. You can follow Matt on Twitter, and you should, because he's a really good follow on Twitter. At Ohio Matt, Donald Trump gives a speech. He announces Matt he's going to run for president. What I saw the other night was like an aging rock band or like maybe Jerry Rice in a Seattle Seahawks uniform. Maybe you saw it differently. A lot of conservative commentators did. What did you think? Well, look, I, I think it is clear he still has a deep desire to fix America, right? So let's take him at his word. And, I, you know, I like to, to go good old-fashioned Bible here, you know, as iron strength is iron, that yep. one man strengthened another. So great. I just hope he doesn't dissuade anybody else from getting in because I think the focal point for conservatives for 2024 must be can whoever we pick win. And when you look at back, and I'll have a piece coming out probably here in a week or so, uh, where I'm analyzing all 50 states, looking at all this interesting data. And I will tell you, the key component is going to come down to Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona. And if the Democrats win Pennsylvania, they would need a single other state to essentially win back the White House. So that means the Republicans have to take either Pennsylvania from the Democrats or win the other three states. Trust me on this. It'll be that easy mathematically to, 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 to analyze. So we need somebody who can win those four states. And I will tell you, over the last six years, our record in those four states isn't what it needs to be. Yeah. So that gets to the question is, can Donald Trump do what he has largely failed to do in the last two presidential elections in those key states? Interesting. He won Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Georgia in 2016. He lost them all and Arizona in 2020. It is that simple because of the Electoral College. We're talking with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. Follow Matt on Twitter at Ohio. Matt, read his Substack, The Patriot Mind, by searching it, The Patriot Mind, Matt Mayer, on Substack. Okay, uh, the Ohio House and Ohio in general is solidly red because, uh, you know, we had all the flap about redistricting and Republicans came out with even stronger majorities than they had before. There are bills on the floor that I think are essential to the future of our kids in Ohio that can reshape education in Ohio, that can rein in the liberal agenda from getting into the state of Ohio. But I don't know that they have the stomach to do it. And I just kind of wonder what you see ahead on the horizon for the Ohio House. Yeah, look, I mean, for your listeners, uh, they need to understand. We now hold, going into next year, super majorities in both the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate. What does that mean, Bruce? That means that the General Assembly can override kind of a moderate Mike DeWine, John Houston agenda if they want to. And in the problem for Ohio for 20 years, and I've been watching it closely for 20 years, engaged in that arena, is we've had majorities like this for years, but they act like they have a one-seat majority and they're about to lose it because they are timid, 
They don't do bold action, as Ronald Reagan so famously once urged us to do. So we should be acting more like Florida, right, more like Texas. But these guys act like they are you know, on a, the edge of a knife about to lose a majority. And I am hoping that through some action you know, come January that it will push these folks to get bold, stiffen their spines, and, and do a broad swath agenda that is going to get Ohio back in place. Because let me tell you, going into to, to the new year, Ohio is the second worst state in terms of recovering from the pandemic for jobs in, in terms of raw numbers, the second worst in America. So I understand Mike DeWine just won a big you know, 63-point win, uh, but that was because he got a bunch of Democrats who, like, they shut down the state for the COVID uh, pandemic. We now have to, though, fix this state because there are too many Ohioans who don't have the opportunities they should have. Uh, we don't have a vibrant jobs economy that allows wages to go up because there's competition among workers. That has got to change. All right, so we have a new speaker of the Ohio House, Derek Marin. What do you know about him and his stomach for bills like House Bill 616 and House Bill 454? You know, I don't know. I mean, Marin just got the knots. He essentially only has two years left in the House. So what they didn't want, no one would agree on somebody who had four to six years left. And so what we'll have is a big, ugly speaker fight in two years. I don't know if that bodes well for an aggressive agenda or not. It would indicate to me that we're going to see more timidity out of the General Assembly and out of the governor's office, uh, unfortunately. But, but again, hope springs eternal for those of us that have it. So let's, let's see what happens come January. All right. Well, we have one election in the background, and our guest is Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org. On Twitter, he is at OhioMatt. One election in the background. Another one jumps right to center stage with Trump's announcement. And here in Ohio, uh, we have uh, a senator, J.D. Vance, who's now in the Senate for six years, but we have a senator who's been there for far too long, in my estimation, Sherrod Brown, who's going to be up for reelection in 2024. But somebody's got to run against him. And I kind of wonder who you think that will be. I think we all think Matt Dolan wants to. He came out condemning Trump as a candidate in 2024. Big surprise, fake Republican who did not seek and would never have gotten Trump's endorsement. Condemns Donald Trump. Frank LaRose is out there. Uh, is there a strong candidate to run against Sherrod Brown in 2024? Yeah, I mean, to your point, right? Sherrod Brown is the classic better to be lucky than good. Uh-huh. Uh, because, you know, he, he has run in good years for Democrats, uh, which is just pure luck on his part. And, and it, he, he's won 6% twice now against Josh Mandel first and then Jim Renacci second. Look, I think you're going to see a pretty vibrant primary. My guess is, you know, of course, Matt Dolan is going to run. He That's why he ran for, for the Senate this past time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to really win. It was to get his name ID up and spend his parents' money to do so. So he, he's in there. Frank Rose may get in. Dave Yost is, may get in. Vivek Ramaswamy, who is, you know, that wrote this book on wokeism. Ooh, I like he's that. looking to get in. I, I like that. So, you know, th- there are those folks out there. You know, Vivek would be interesting because, you know, I, as you know, I'm a guy who's big on not career politicians because I think they bring something to the table that's different. And that's why I think J.D. is going to be so interesting when he gets into the Senate. The question is, does Frank LaRose have the backbone to go into a tough primary? Because Frank's never had a tough primary. And Dave Yo, same thing. Are they going to get into a tough primary? Both want to go to higher office. They've both been playing the musical chairs statewide. So what happens next, right? Are they going to run for governor in 2026, or are they going to try to go for the Senate in 2024? So that's the key question for the two of those those gentlemen. And, and you know, Bolton's going to be in. We know that. And, again, is, is Vivek Ramaswamy going to get in, which would be pretty interesting. You know, we don't talk about who's going to run for governor because we just assume, I guess, that John Husted has uh, done his penance as Mike DeWine's bat boy. The pandemic stuff didn't seem to hurt Mike DeWine. Maybe John Husted can outrun it, too. But what are the chances that you uh, see a spirited Republican primary, not just for Senate, but for governor? 
Uh, yeah, look, I think there's going to be a very spirited primary in 2026 uh, for governor. It's an open seat. Uh, I would not presume John Houston has some type of lock on it. He does not rub the donor class well. He, he's very awkward. He's got a bad record, frankly, given given what he's going to be facing. And you know, Dave Yost, I think he's kind of signaled to people he would like to run. I'm not sure Frank gets in that race or not. And then I think you're likely to see uh, somebody come from, from uh, out of the, you know, clerical politician group to, to jump in as well. Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org. Follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt. I have good news for you as a Central Ohio resident. We've had record murder totals in 2020, 2021. We've had more murders this year in Columbus than we had in 2015, 16, 17, 18, or 19. But don't worry, Matt. It's getting safer because Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther has created the Committee to Prevent Violence. Yeah, so this is like all those blue ribbon commissions that uh, they sound great and do nothing. I mean, look, at the end of the day, isn't Mayor Ginther's job to keep Columbus safe? That's what he says. That's what he says in his commercials. Yeah, so why does why do we need it? Why does he need a commission? How about he just actually do his job? I mean, Columbus is probably the easiest job in America to be mayor of Columbus because you know it's recession proof because of all the government that's there in Ohio State. So what you really have one job, one job, which is to keep your people safe. So, hey, Mayor Ginther, do your job, Chief, and stop kicking the can to commissions that have no power, won't do anything, and will find shockingly that, you know, you got to actually get bad people off the street, prosecute bad people, and then crime will go down. Do you think that the uh, Democrats and Biden uh, are bulletproof from, you know, the bad result of their policies? I mean, they weren't held accountable in the midterms, and... Now they're blocked by the House. I just kind of wonder how much more money they'll spend and what they'll do now that they can't just do whatever they want to do. What do you see on the horizon for us nationally in terms of Biden policy with a House that's Republican, but not by much? Yeah, look, I I wouldn't be so quick to say that they weren't held accountable. I mean, the Republicans took the House. That's a big deal. And especially in this era of of highly, highly tuned redistricting, it's not hard. It's not easy to do that. And so Republicans took the House, and I, I think we got to keep that in mind. And that means the Biden agenda is dead on arrival. There is no big more spending coming through the through Washington, which is good for taxpayers. Gridlock is good for taxpayers. What both Joe Biden now has to worry about, and his cabinet, his entire cabinet, is people like Jim Jordan, who are now going to investigate them for their dereliction of duty, for for all the stuff going on with Hunter Biden related to Joe Biden corruption as vice president and thereafter. So they are going to be swamped for the next two years with the kinds of investigations that they've been throwing against Trump and Republicans for the last six years. And just keep in mind, right, you know, this, this is not just like, oh, you know, let's be mean and go after those guys. There is absolutely lots and lots of evidence of corruption by Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, and his brother, Joe Biden, Jim Biden, when it comes to foreign government. That needs to be looked at aggressively, and it will be looked at aggressively. And that's what Joe Biden is going to spend the next two years doing. And I think voters will hold him accountable if Republicans can simply do a very basic blocking, tackling job of dealing with the landscape you got, get the early votes out there, get them in the in the bag, and focus and focus and focus on turnout. And if they do that, then they can probably win more elections than they did this last cycle. Okay, we'll keep our eye on it. That uh, ground game is something they definitely have to uh, get going with. We'll talk more about that next week when we do our normal weekly visit with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. Follow Matt on Twitter at OhioMatt. Always great, my friend. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks.
So we have a new Speaker of the House, not just in Washington, but right here in Columbus. In Washington, it is most likely going to be Kevin McCarthy of California. In Ohio, it is a gentleman by the name of Derek Marin. Derek Marin. You heard us talking about it in my interview with Matt Mayer just a few moments ago. Uh, Derek Marin, I'm trying to get some intel on, because what I want to know is, what kind of stomach does Derek Marin have? Does Derek Marin have a steel stomach? Does he have the fortitude to push through bills in the state of Ohio, like House Bill 454, which would... Let me see. I get them mixed up. They're both essential. We need both. House Bill 616 keeps teachers from indoctrinating kids in school, kindergarten, first, second, and third grade, in sexual ideology, gender identity nonsense. House Bill 454 would make criminal giving minors puberty blockers and doing gender reassignment surgery on minors. So, does Derek Marin have the stomach for that? Does he have the stomach for the backpack bill? Does he have the stomach for Jenna Powell's Protect Women's Sports Act? I hope so. I hope so. What Matt Mayer said about his tenure as speaker being capped at two years, and you could look at it two ways. Derek Marin can say, look, I'm going to come in there. I'm going to rule with an iron gavel. I'm going to take advantage of our super majorities, and we're going to get this done because the kids of the state of Ohio deserve this and the parents in the state of Ohio want this. Or Derek Marin could say, <laughs> I don't want this as my legacy. I am going to leave this for the next person. I don't want to be the guy in the crosshairs. Don't know. That's why I'm trying to find out about Derek Marin. I do know this, though. House Bill 454, which would prevent surgeons and doctors from mutilating kids and from damaging kids permanently with puberty blockers, it's been said, oh, this is hateful, terrible, awful legislation. The people who are behind this are horrendous people. Well, they seem to me to be pretty open-minded people. The bill's sponsor is Representative Gary Click. I know Gary a little bit. A wonderful guy. He's also a pastor, not a fake one like Tim Aarons at First Congregational Church. Uh, no, Gary Click is, like me, somebody who understands that all authority is not his own, but it is between the covers of the Holy Scriptures. But Gary Click, you know, he's been a guy who's supposedly intolerant, bigoted, hatred, you know. Well, then why has he been listening to and sitting for audiences with people who have objections to his bill? And why has he come back now with things in the bill that attempt to bridge the gap between what he knows in his heart is necessary to protect kids in the state of Ohio, but still listen to those people who say, no, no, this gender stuff is real and you got to pay attention to it. So here's the updated version of House Bill 454. It would require doctors, if they want to prescribe puberty blockers and hormones for kids who say they are not the sex they were born, it would require two years of counseling on matters related to gender dysphoria, mental health, and the risks of gender transition. Two years of counseling before you could get the puberty blockers. You want to come in at age nine and say, I'm a boy, but I really am a girl, and God made me the wrong sex. This bill now would say, okay, but you have to go through two years of counseling, so we're 
reasonably certain that this isn't a fad with you. I don't think that's an unreasonable request. Also, doctors would have to screen for mental health conditions like depression, anxiety, and autism and confirm that these conditions have been treated and stabilized for two years. Yeah, now they're preying on autistic kids because they can take advantage of them and get them to say things that activists use to get puberty blockers prescribed to them. It would also screen kids for physical or sexual assault. I mean, we've heard stories of kids who said, you know, I um, was sexually assaulted. I had a sister. She was not sexually assaulted. We were assaulted by my uncle, or I had a sister was assaulted and I wasn't assaulted. And so the sister thought, she's 9, she's 10, she's 11. She thought, well, if I was a boy, I wouldn't get assaulted. So therefore, I'm a boy. So they're going to screen kids for sexual assault and physical harassment and stuff like that. Aren't we Ultimately, what's the goal here? Are we trying to get this right for the child? That ought to be the goal, right? If, if you're absolutely positively convinced that you were born a boy, but you are in fact a girl, you want to make that decision at age nine for your adult self? If it's the right decision, why would you not want to go through all these steps, counseling, assessment for abuse, mental health screenings, are you depressed, are you looking for affirmation on Tumblr or TikTok? I mean, if you really are born the wrong sex and you really do need hormones and you eventually need gender reassignment surgery, you can't wait two years for us to make absolutely positively sure that we don't make a horrendous mistake with you and ruin your life? Those seem to be pretty stable and sensible allowances by the state of Ohio. And here's the other part of the newly crafted House Bill 454 that I really, really like. Before you could give hormones or do surgery for gender reassignment, there has to be a consultation with a second physician who agrees, and that second physician cannot be in the same practice or have a business relationship with the first physician. Gary Click says we've made quite a few concessions in this bill to bring it to a middle ground. Of course, he's not going to ever. They never, ever, ever. They are not your friends. They will never be your friends. They will never appreciate the hoops you go through and the steps you take to try to have a discussion with them because on the left, it's never about finding truth. It's never about consensus. It's about this is what I want. This is what I'm going to get. If you don't deny me, you're hateful. So, of course, the naysayers are loud and long. Here's, this is horrible that it comes from the president of the Ohio Children's Hospital Association. It is impossible to fully know the implications of these ideas and language. Under such short notice, woven throughout this bill, are medical terms and definitions which very likely have unintended consequences in other areas of clinical care. Well, maybe. But the kid who's in front of us and is thinking about hormone therapy and surgery, we got to pay attention to that. So I applaud Gary Click, and I hope they get this enacted. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.